Before I get into it, I want to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Worldwide Stereo. Since we're talking about speakers, take a look at the wide selection of speakers that they have on WorldwideStereo.com. They have wireless speakers and solutions for multi-room audio, floor standing speakers, bookshelf speakers, home theater speakers, subwoofers, sound bars, pretty much everything you can ask for. They have free shipping on all orders, price match guarantee, and a 60-day return or exchange policy. They also have monthly sweepstakes where a lucky winner will win an awesome prize. This month, it's the Macintosh RS200 wireless loudspeaker worth $3,000. On their website, you can see the past winners. Enter for your chance to win. Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? So this is Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. And today, we have... The youth man, hey, what's up, Michael Stevens. What's happening, man? What's going on, man? I'm good, man. Everything's good, huh? Yeah. So if you don't know, Michael has a, a channel. I'm sure you guys already know. His channel's popping off. Youth Man Reviews. You do a lot of home theater stuff, right? Yeah, mostly home theater. I do some two channel, but the vast majority of, of what I do on my channel is, is uh, home theater related. Awesome, man. Well, cool. We got a lot. We have a lot. So we're going to do a, try to do a different format today. All right. Let us know in the chat here how our levels are. Right. So we can never tell on our end here how we sound like yours sounds like a good level to me. But I don't know if we're too loud on the on the other end. So well, I have to rely on them to let us know. Gotcha. All right. One second here. Cool. Um, are we public? Are we public? I hope we're public. Uh, Let me see if uh, we're public. One second here. Maybe. Somebody said, what's up, guys? Did they? Yeah. Oh, here we go. All right. Post in the house. It just takes a while for people to get in here. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think we're we're good to go. Um, the other stream here. All right. Let us get set up real quick here. We're missing some people today, huh? We are, man. Had some bail right at the last minute. <laughs> Chana, he's trying to do a gig, what, tomorrow, he said? Yeah, yeah, he has something going on tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rob E., for the support. Uh, where is Techno Dad? That's, that's what I'm wondering. Where is he at? Now, he had to, he had to run last minute. Um, you know, he does his DJ thing, so he had something going on. It says Mike's is a little... Let me turn mine down. How about that? Maybe we're... Let me know if we're equal volume. All right, it says mine's a little low, so do you want me to turn? I'll we turn mine down. I'd rather turn mine down because okay. mine sounds a little bit hot. Okay. All right. So we're tr still trying to set a little bit more balanced, guys. Yeah, you guys. What's up, El Jefe? El Jefe's in the house? He is. He oh, is. Oh, my goodness. Man, we should have had El Jefe <laughs> on here. Rob said Techno Dad's probably overpaying for something somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's buying some cables. There you go. He's got a, he's got a gig, a uh, DJ gig, probably for a wedding. So so here's the format for today. So first, we're uh, Michael and I have a few questions that I want to ask you that we want, you know, I want us to discuss. And then uh, I'm going to open it up to the calls for about 20 minutes, let people call in. And then I want to answer questions from the chat. So save your questions for us for that section. And I'll leave a little banner there to let you know where we're at. But for right now, I have a few questions for you if you're ready. Yeah. You ready? Good, ready? ready? All right. Cool. So the first question I have is, uh, what's what's something that you learned 
recently that's hi-fi audio video related oh man <laughs> come with the, the big questions here. yeah so i mean we're always learning something new right oh, when we're reviewing these things like something i didn't know before sure. what's something you learned recently Probably the most recent thing i thought when i got the uh, martin logan 60 xti's i thought those were ribbon tweeters um and a lot of people in the comments had mentioned something about ribbon tweeters and then i had to share with them apparently they're not ribbon tweeters you know, there's something, uh, I think he said they were AMTs. Is that right? Air motion transformer. Yeah, something like that. So that's a little different. And honestly, I haven't had really much experience with Martin Logan. And so um, so I'm excited to get those and um, coming out of Christmas holidays. So it's been real busy at our house. I know even right now we've got family over at the house. So it's been cool, man. Yes. All right. So, so basically... Uh, First time you got to play with something like the AMTs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've heard them at some of the um, like hi-fi shows and such. So All right, never All right. had them in my home. So, well, they I have I have something that I learned recently that I think you might find useful. Okay. Um, you know, we do a lot of measurements with REW, right? Mm -hmm. And sure. so we usually have to do that sweep, like right. Whoop, yep. For for every position, though, right? Yeah. So. You know, if you move one seat over, that's going to be a different measurement. That is correct. Right. So I learned something from somebody. Let me get his name, his name right. Charles uh, Sprinkle. Okay. <laughs> Charles Sprinkle. And he's uh, the engineer at Cali Audio. Okay. Yeah. So those guys used to be with JBL, right? Okay. So they sent me their studio monitors. I don't know if you see them right here, the Cali LP6s. Yep. But... The dude's super smart, right? And I got a chance to talk to him on the phone. And I was talking about measurements. And he's like, you know what? I'm doing this thing uh, called the moving mic measurement. Moving mic measurement. Moving mic, right? And so that's not moving Michael youth, man. Moving microphone measurement. And right. he's doing, a, he has a whole white paper on it, all this stuff. And basically, it's a way to do the measurements. And you're actually moving the mic. And so it's taking an average of all the different uh locations and okay. according to him you have to have like 200 and something mics in order to get that same measurement wow so you at the end of the day you kind of just get an uh, a better more accurate representation of what it sounds like in that space gotcha you know because of course it sounds different in different locations so i'm going to show you that uh after it's pretty cool basically you're moving the mic around and an rew instead of taking the measurement hitting that button for measurement you're right. going into the rta Okay, right. The real and time was that real time analyzer. Yeah, real time analyzer, and you're letting it do its uh, letting it do its thing, and it's okay. taking an average every time. Like the longer you have it running, mm -hmm. the better the measurement is. Right. So that's that's something I learned recently. I thought definitely. that was cool. Very cool. Yeah, REW is definitely kind of not my specialty. Yeah. Um, I'm super green when it comes to to that, and really for the most part, I've just used it to kind of measure subwoofers you know how do they respond in my room mm -hmm. um i know that you can also take them like out in a field where you don't have reflections and your wall interacting and you know oh yeah um, the placement like yeah. you're talking about like ground plane measurements and yeah so, putting your speaker honestly, like 13 I, feet up in the air or something yeah, like that i mean i i really i just don't have the <laughs> facility to do that and the capability um you know, and I could take it out in somebody's strawberry field, but then I've got to figure out a way to get power to them. And <laughs> strawberry you know, field. I'm serious. We have a lot of strawberries around here, man. Yeah. It's like our, our area here in, in Florida. 
Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was cool. I think um, yeah. I think anybody who's out there using REW might find this technique useful. Nice. And there's actually a video that he made. I'm going to link to that in the description. Hopefully I remember. Great. Um, uh, right. I'm just looking at the comments here. Do either of <laughs> you have a bad hair day? Always looking so fresh and so clean. Uh, y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I don't yeah. know about you, Michael. <laughs> I just typed it. I'm like, every day is a bad hair day for me, man. Oh, man. You can see my junk is like all getting crazy and squirrely up here. If I let mine grow any longer than it is now, it gets kind of real wavy. And so that's really why I'd keep it short. So, <laughs> Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Tristan, for right. that. Joe's uh, always on point with his hair. Actually, yeah. the one day you had to, right before we started the podcast, you're like, oh, man, I got to go. I got to go brush my hair, man. It was all jacked up. You were wearing a hat that day, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. My hair is crazy. I should do it one day with yeah. nothing in my hair. It looks crazy. I should, like, I could literally just mess mine up, just put some water in it, and you guys <laughs> would be like, dang, don't ever do that again. I'm happy to have hair. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's all all right. So that, that, was, not be there. that was question number one. Now yeah. I have another question for you. All right. All right. So this one is, um, this is something that I was hoping to get in our last podcast but we were just okay. so busy it gets crazy over here in the chat like everybody's asking yeah. questions and oh, then people calling up in. last week so here's here's the question what is something in hi-fi av car audio personal audio whatever uh technology related that you would like to see in 2020 like something new something new like what do you want to see in 2020 that maybe is not out yet or not developed hmm. yet or something like that Something new. Because, man, that's the thing with, with home theater, especially technology changes so quickly. And it's like, okay, even just looking back five, 10 years ago, so much has changed. And, you know, now we're, you know, some guys are running 11, 13, 20 channels in their room. And, you know, some guys are asking, you know, where are we going next? Are we going to start? Because we've got sound, you know, around us, surround sound. And then we've got surround now behind us and above us. So where else can we go? Like sound under us, you know, on the floor. Or, <laughs> Below us. You know, yeah. And, and we've already got bass shakers. And so, man, honestly, I mean, you really have to have a be a visionary to kind of, you know, think through like what, you know, what could be coming next? Um, man, that's a great question. Any wishes from, from youth man over there? As far as like... Um, as far as technology, not necessarily. I know there's some products that I'd love to hear. All right. What is that? Um, hope, hopefully in the coming year. Um, and actually, I think Tristan's kind of heading that direction. I'd, I'd love to hear um, JTR. I just got their subwoofers, their dual 18-inch. Um, and I'd love to hear their towers. Um, not so much. They have floor standing speakers, but they also have what they call MTM. So you basically have a, a tweeter in the middle. And then there's a driver, like a woofer above it and below it. Um, so they've got many models. Let me pull up here. So there's one like a, I think they've got a 215 RM, a 212 RM, and a 210. So basically it's dual 10-inch, dual 12-inch, or dual 15-inch. Um, Can you pull those up? Because I want these yeah. people to see how crazy yeah. this looks. I oh, went it, to the yeah, website, and I have seen thinking. MTMs before. Yeah. This looks like no MTM that I've ever seen. It looks this would be crazy. just really cool to me. To try behind, and really, these are designed to be behind an um, an AT screen, an acoustic transparent screen, like I have. All right, so there you go. What size of what size woofer is that? So I see two <laughs> woofers there. 
Yeah, so 215 would be dual 15s. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so there's also a dual, I think Jeff's got a dual 10-inch that he just came out with. And then see, here's a um, a 212HT. So some of these are ported. You can see there's little slants right or slots right here. Wow. So those are going to be ported. I'm trying to get away from ported because behind my screen, it just, it does flex my screen. Oh, yeah. I get, I get yeah. questions asked all the time with my dual PB16s, SVS, you know, does it, you know, blow your screen? And absolutely. I mean, it blows. It's like a mini tornado behind there. Um, with the lights on, I see it. But as soon as I turn the lights on, you can't tell any difference. And the biggest reason, because the screen, if you think about it, the screen is moving towards the projector mm-hmm. and away from the projector. Well, you know, the thing that might be only, interesting. You're only talking like maybe half an inch, maybe. Got and it. So you can't, you can't see that physically when the lights are off. I'm wondering so. if there's a, if there's some kind of a, like a, you know, with microphones, there's a pop filter, kind mm-hmm. of like a screen that you put in front of it that that prevents the plosives and the air. I wonder if there's sure. like a thin screen that you could put just right in front of the the speaker slightly to mm-hmm. kind of prevent that air from transferring to the screen. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. Maybe something to think pop, about. Yeah, I don't know if a pop filter, but some guys had suggested kind of in front of the ports, kind of making a, I don't know even what you would call it, but almost like a deflector. Yeah. So kind of take the sound and, and shoot it sideways instead of right at the screen exactly well try so. putting up like a giant pantyhose or something like that in front of <laughs> like just i don't know. think a giant pantyhose. no i mean no? think about it that's think about what my acoustic transparent screen is it's fabric right you know and it's it's got like a weave it there's like kind of like this right here it's like a mesh right and so i don't know if a if another mesh in front of the, or you know in between the screen and the subwoofer would really make a difference maybe so. maybe something to think about or something yeah. to invent maybe other people are having the same issue as you so yeah. for me um 2020 2020 i'm hoping to see hmm i should have thought of that about this before yeah you can't ask <laughs> <the> questions <laughs> no okay so here's what i want to see i've been saying this for a while is you know those small class d amps you you got a cherry amp right mm-hmm. so those small powerful mm-hmm. class d sure. i think class d's on its way up they're starting to make really good ones where yeah. even audiophiles like the sound of them, right? Yeah. Because at the beginning, you know, they didn't really sound that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're starting to get really good. And so right. I'm hoping to see like a really small class D amp. And just for just for 2020, I'm not going to ask for too much. I would like to see one of those with some HDMI options, right? That way you could connect it to your TV and right. really okay. use it as a soundbar alternative. Right. And so that's something that I really haven't seen. I've seen it once on a, on an NAD. I think one of the more recent uh, recent NAD amplifiers has HDMI. But I'd like to see more amplifiers like that at a low price point, like below 500. Like if yeah. they could get it in the 300-ish price range, that would be awesome. And I'm not even asking for a multi-channel. I'm just asking for two channels, 2.1, right? So right. two channels, a sub out. And I'd like for that to decode, you know, any signal and make it compatible with a 2.1 setup. I think that would be a good transition for most people. I, I, for me, I would, I don't know about you. You tell me, would you rather have a sound bar, right? That's adorable. <laughs> He's already nodding. No, hold on. It's hard, man. When you got you know, big hold speakers on. like I've got in my living room and in my home theater, I don't think there's a sound bar that anybody will ever create unless they have like 10 inch woofers in them 
that's really going to impress me. Maybe a, J, a JTR soundbar. Maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, so horn, horn in the middle. Yeah. So here's the deal, right? All right. So would you rather have a, a soundbar, like the best, best soundbar? I'll wait till you finish drinking. I don't Go want ahead. you to I'm, spit I'm out listening. there. Yeah. All right. So the the best soundbar. Okay. Or a uh, a 2.1 channel setup. So no surrounds, no mm-hmm. no center even. Yeah. But you get to use any speakers you want in those two channels and any sub you want for that 0.1 yeah 2.1 any day yeah same here yeah i would choose that too yeah i mean the soundbar all right so some people will say oh soundbars are crap and they do have a value um and the reason is is not everybody has the same ability in their in their room some people don't have the option of putting big speakers in a living room. Maybe your wife or significant other says there's no way you're bringing these big old honking speakers in here. And so a sound bar sometimes makes a lot of sense. Um, maybe you're in an apartment. Maybe you're uh, setting it up in a bedroom. And those can sound you know, very nice. It's definitely a step up and sometimes a huge step up from just your TV speakers because I've yet to find TV st- speakers that really sound good. You well, know, most of them are pretty garbage. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I just, you know, for the holidays, we were going to different family members' homes, and a lot of people had these big TVs, nice, yeah. beautiful, expensive TVs, right? OLED TVs, and they were just using the TV speakers. So, absolutely, yeah, still, still something you have to work on. You know, I got to convince the family members to hop on some kind of soundbar. I see yeah. somebody in the comment here saying that the Sono soundbar is great for what it is. And I agree. I, I've, tr- yeah. I've tested the Beam. So John Landry, I, I do agree. I was expecting to hate that thing. But you know what? I was I was kind of impressed. You know, it did a, sure. it did a good job of doing what it should do for the size. So, yeah, I think that's it. That's all I want for 2020 is I would like yeah. to see that. Anything else? I think that's it. Uh, of course, there's a, a lot more. But chats over here. If you want thank to... you, Rob E. Always for the support. Yeah, he says man. integration with DTS Play, Fi, Kios, Yamaha Music. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. He's saying his wish list, right? And by the way, guys, um, I don't know if you see my shirt here, but I'm wearing this shirt that Rode sent me. Rode microphones, and I like it. It's gold. It's pretty cool. And uh, I thought just... there was your gold play button, man. I know, right? That's as close as I'm going to get for right now. <laughs> But uh, might be a little bit, but we're working on it in a, in a while. So here's That's the right. thing: is uh, you know, they sent this to me, but this is in no way sponsored by Rode. I'm actually doing a review of their new uh, video mic NTG is a video I have coming up. But I also have a Cinco mic. I also I don't know if you've seen the video I did with DD microphone. So no bias here. I like them all. Anyway, I have to make sure to get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, I think what we should do now is maybe uh. I don't know if we should take some calls first. Do you want to take calls for, first or you want to jump into the chat here and see what's up? Uh, either way, I was answering some questions over here. Uh, Rock uh, Hurst had a question. He says, how about a pre-pro 16.2 channel? See what I was telling you. That's a lot of channels. Uh, 16.2 channel Denon with no onboard amps. So basically we're talking about a pre-pro, um, but only RCA, RCA outs for below $1,000. Oh, okay. So part of that is getting a pre, like a quality pre-pro under a thousand dollars. That's pretty tough, to be honest with you. Even if they, 
you know, don't put XLR outputs and just go with RCA, I think that would definitely be a, a challenge for any manufacturer because they've got to make money at the end of the day or they're not going to stay in business. So, of course, as a consumer, man, that would be awesome. You know, who wouldn't want a 16.2 channel for under a grand? What's the lowest you know? price of pre-pro that does Dolby Atmos decoding that you've seen? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Like the lowest? Mm-hmm. Um, I Kind of going back to one thing I, I just learned, um, I didn't think that Denon made pre-pros. You know, because when you look on their website, it just shows they they have receivers. Right. And typically, if you want to go to a pre-pro in that kind of price point, you would go to Marantz. Okay. And they're kind of like, you know, they're under the same umbrella with Sound United. But I found out that they actually have a huge market in the pre-pro, but it's overseas. So it's not in the United States. So you can't get it here officially? I guess not. I mean, maybe you could order it and then use, you know, that converter. Um, the power converter, but um, there may be some other issues there as well, but they just don't have the market here. But I think from what I've kind of heard, possibly um, they may be trying to bring more hi-fi um, through Denon, which will be really that, exciting. That would, that would be cool. You want to hear something that's kind of odd. So they mm-hmm. sent uh, the X4500H and I had previously the Denon X4100H. I've also had the Marantz SR7020 mm-hmm. 12, 7013, something like that. Forget. But I prefer... Was it 7703? 7013 okay, or something like it. that. 1-2. I don't remember. But uh, I prefer the look of the Denon to the Marantz for me personally. Yeah. You know, okay. it doesn't look as fancy. Like the menus don't have gold on them and stuff like that. But I like yeah. the simple look of that Denon. It's just basic. I don't... You know, the other Marantz has like that circle... Mm-hmm. Right, and then you have to yeah, actually open por- up the bottom call, to see yeah, the rest of the, the screen. Portal. The portal, yeah, the portal doesn't really do much. Yeah, and then you it have to open it up cool, but... to see the rest, right? Whereas yeah. the Denon, you could see the entire screen without having to open up the bottom section. So yeah. I prefer the look of the Denon myself. Let me yeah. throw this up here. I uh, have the yeah. call-in questions, and let's see. I think I'm set up to take some calls. So anybody who wants to call in. Usually one person will kick it off and then it starts getting crazy from there. So yeah, absolutely. Let's take let's take twenty minutes or so and go ahead and answer some questions for anybody who's interested. Go ahead and cool. pick up the pick up the phone and uh, let's make so it while happen. While they're doing that, we'll we'll go ahead and go through some of these comments. Sure. But feel free to call us, guys. Eight one eight two three seven three zero three zero. Let's see. Okay. So can you? Uh, is it Laszlo? Laszlo says, um, can you recommend good stereo speakers for movie dialogue? Is the center speaker necessary for that? And so I think what you're saying is, you know, can you have good sound for movies and only use two speakers? And absolutely. Um, And there's debate on whether or not some people say, oh, those speakers are good for music and these other speakers are great for movies. Um, to me, good speakers should be good speakers, you know, um, especially if they sound, you know, if they're reproducing music accurately, then they're going to sound good. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Still getting over this cold. Um, but I think you can get great sound from just two speakers. And, and I would I would agree, because if you think about it, they have to mix down any mix. Right. So if you have a movie that's 
Dolby Atmos, I don't care what the format is that it's capable of, they still have to have a mix for normal TV speakers, which are just two speakers, right? So I think good speakers are just going to make it... Good speakers should do vocals really well. So I don't see why it wouldn't. And also, if you have it set up correctly, you should have a good phantom center image, right? Where it sounds like you have a center speaker. Mm -hmm. So I would say any decent system should be able to do that. Any particular recommendations, Michael? I mean, my preference, I mean, I, I definitely would recommend the center channel, but again, everybody's system is different. Everybody's setup is different and, and you may not have the ability. Um, okay. So that's the age old question, you know, which speaker should I buy? <laughs> and honestly, I don't think if somebody just says, Hey, you need to go buy this. I'm not sure that I could, I could really just, you know, trust that. Because the reality is your ears are going to hear differently than my ears and Joe's ears. Um, you know, I've got these big old ears, and so they definitely hear different than Joe's, you know? i got big ears, but... too. So, so you know what? Um, you know, we we both have a lot of reviews of bookshelf speakers, floor-standing speakers. I think it's going to sure. depend on whether you want bookshelf or floor-standing and what your budget yeah. is, right? $500 speakers, $1,000 yeah. pair of speakers, of $200 pair of speakers. Yeah. There should be there's there's kind of like a consensus as far as what's best in those categories. Mm-hmm. People start to land on the same few speakers, like mm-hmm. in the five hundred dollar pair bookshelf speakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's an agreement across the community that yeah. uh, Clips RP six hundred M's, even though I've never tried them, a lot of people seem to like those. The Elac mm-hmm. UB fives in that price range, yeah, the Elacs boom, are huge, right? Yeah. So great budget, but great sound. I think it's hard to for everybody mm-hmm. to be wrong. And yeah. it just really depends on your space at the end of the day. Sure. And my my encouragement to each of you guys is to try to listen to as many different speakers as you can. And that way you can kind of find what your ears typically prefer. Um, because I think you will find a sound that you really like. Some of you may like a more laid back sound. And so you may be looking for a tweeter that has maybe like a soft dome tweeter. Versus there may be somebody else that wants kind of more of a lively sound in your face. And maybe you're looking for like a compression horn loaded, uh, you know, tweeter. Um, so there's just a bunch of different sounds out there. And I don't think there's one that's the best. Really, you need to find out what's best for you and for your sound and for your environment. Um, so, but man, there's there's a lot of great options out there, guys. Um, and even... Even go check them out and used, you know, go on Craigslist, go on Facebook Marketplace and just go listen to them, you know, if nothing else. And if you like them, buy them. If you don't, at least you know what they sound like, you know. Thanks to Jerry. Thank you for the super chat there. Um, He's saying, I'm hoping for a more affordable version of the Kaleidoscope for home theater. Have you played with that, Michael? Kaleidoscape is pretty awesome. Kaleidoscape, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically like... um. Think of it like a movie server. So you basically take all your media and it kind of catalogs it and and you pretty much, it's like on demand. You know, it's movies that you've purchased and it, store, it stores it on a Kaleidoscape server. Um, I've never actually had experience with it like in my own home. I've just seen some installers that have used that and it, it looks slick, man. It's really, really cool, but it does get pretty pricey. Are, are, are those lossless? Right, so the size of that file compared to like something that I would stream, let's say, I would imagine that the advantage is that the file size is huge. Absolutely. Right. And so they're gonna have so no loss in quality versus, you know, anytime we stream something, although it looks great, 
I don't think that it's the same as watching a Blu-ray disc, right? Yeah, even their even the title of their website says Kaleidoscape Luxury Home Cinema Experience. So that's the clientele, that's the market that they're shooting for. And so for them to try to come out with an affordable, budget-friendly version, that's really just not their target audience. They're looking for these high-end home theaters, um, somebody that's got quite a bit you know, invested in their setup. And so I was trying to look and see... I, th- I think they have to be careful, though, because, well, I-, I would say this. I don't think it's just the technology of being able to s- download and stream. I think they have probably licensing deals with these companies that they've made yeah. to sure. allow you to download the full version. And I think that's maybe where the cost comes in. If I were to guess, I don't know. Uh, thank you yeah, to Robert some- uh, Weisinger. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate your support. Thank you. And these have they'll support the uh, 4K um, HD up to 100 megabits a second and 60 frames per second. So there are some limitations there, but it seems like they can store. Some of these are storing up to like 300 movies on a 12 terabyte, and then they even have like a 40 terabyte. So let's see here. More so questions. Yeah, so they make some. They make some pretty cool stuff. What is this here? Brooks Latimer says I have uh I have I take how good those are to the Andrew Pioneers that run 160 repair and the 560 isn't justified. I'm not sure what what is it I think there's a conversation here going on. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Compared with the $700 speakers. Okay. <clears throat> All right. There's a lot of catching up. There's a lot going on here in the chat. Yeah, no like, doubt. Again, I think if you want to call in, I think we're set up to go. Boom. There's the number. Look. 818-237-3030. So if you want to call in, you'll be here on the show. Let's see. Call in with your questions. In the meantime, let's try to knock out some of these questions here in the chat, too. Yeah, D Tasca says that Youth Man loved the sweet spot of the Vanatus. That'd be great in a 2.1 channel system. To me, I reviewed the Vanatus and they sounded fantastic. Um, for to me, if you were doing it like in a living room setup, to me, they weren't as as ideal. It'd be more of a. I agree a with that. Close. We got a call coming in. Cool. You're on the air. Hello. Hey, how's it going? What's your name? Danny. What's going on, Danny? Where are you I calling show from? I'm from Tasca. I'm calling from Z-Tasca. Toronto, Canada. Oh, all right. Awesome, man. Welcome. Cool, man. Thank what's, you. Thank you. What's going on? Hello. Yeah, I can hear oh, you. I'm not much. Just watching the show watching the show i enjoy enjoy all three of you or all four of you actually you're <laughs> missing tonight but i always watch the show right, right. hey man appreciate the support you got oh, a, no you problem. got a question Thank tonight you. you have a question and, and I, keep in I mind do. also we have a we have a delay so if there's a pause between yeah. us talking just know that it's a, a just a delay okay yep not a problem i just want to ask you if you have ever reviewed network players are you going to in the future or is that something you're interested in i personally haven't reviewed any network player now are you talking about um like streaming streaming network players uh, what give us a, an example of what you mean like apple tv uh, it's basically yeah it's basically a, an all-in-one an amplifier um and it would it'll stream internet 
I guess, internet channels, and it's okay. usually at high quality as well because it's it's got internal DACs that are are usually of high quality. Which ones were have you been looking at? Because there's a few few um, products that kind of fit that bill. NAD has one. Yeah, NAD has one. Name has one. Um, they're they're quite popular lately. Right. Is that the one that Ron's got in for review? Um, I think that one does. Might also that M10 might have it. Um, so here's M10? the thing: is you know a lot of pe- a lot of products kind of fit that category. So even this thirty five dollar Chromecast audio kind of does exactly what you're saying, right? So it streams directly from the internet. It's not going from your phone right. to that. It's it's pulling directly yeah. from the internet, and it does have its own built in DAC. Now for thirty five bucks, I wouldn't imagine that the DAC in there is very good. And according to uh, Audio Science Reviews, a website that reviews that sort of stuff, and they do measurements, and the Chromecast doesn't rate uh, extremely high, but it does fit that bill. Um, another thing that I would say is a lot of the AVRs now do have that functionality. So, you know, the Denim right. that I have has Heos as their brand, and you can yeah. plug in a bunch of the services that you have on your phone and play something, and it's you're just using your phone more as a remote it's not going from your phone to the receiver, right? Like if you if you threw your yeah. phone afterwards, yeah. the music would still play. So, um, yeah, I have an old uh, integrated amplifier, and I've had I have a, an iFi DAC hooked up to it, so okay. it receives Bluetooth Bluetooth uh, information, <clears throat> and that sounds much better than if it was just played from the phone. So right. I guess that's sort of the idea, but it's an all-in-one unit, right? So that takes in Bluetooth and it, it acts as a DAC. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's basically what Ron is going to be uh, reviewing shortly. Yeah. That M10. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically the unit. I just thought maybe if you would be doing that in the future as well. Uh, you know, I'm always open to all types of different uh, product reviews. You know, I like to challenge yeah, myself and review something that's different. different. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to get different opinions, like yourself and Ron. You might have similarities, but you might also have some differences too. Absolutely. What What else you got, Michael? Have you uh, Have you tested any of those out on the Marantz and Denon units? Have you ever tried the streaming functionality on those? I do. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a seven thousand. Go ahead. Oh, I have a seven thousand and five, so it's a little older, but it mm-hmm. does have some in, in, internet capability. So I do nice. I do stream through that, but I also stream through um, uh, what I have. I have the uh, I'm trying to think of the name now; it just doesn't come to mind. Um, it's basically a, a a video streamer as well, and I've I've mm-hmm. got one of the apps that streams music. The interface on the on the Denon and Marantz, I have to say though, when you go to the yeah, online, okay. it's kind of rough. You, you Denon and Marantz Sound United guys, you yeah. guys got to work on that a little bit. That interface looks. Yeah. Pretty rough. It looks kind of rough. I, I, yeah, for when sure. I first got one of them. I tried to use it, and I'm like, eh. It's it just it was. It's not that exciting. I mean, it works, but oh, yeah. Techno Dad just joined. Techno us. Dad's in the house. Well, hopefully cool. that answers your question. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, it does. I'll, I'll keep an yeah, eye out for some of those show. things, and uh, if something comes in, I'll be more likely to say yes uh, after your call. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Take. Care. Yeah, man. Yeah, that the interface on that on that streaming yeah. part is pretty rough, huh? Very pixelated. One second here. Give me one second. I'm gonna pull something up over here. One second. 
All right, guys, while he's doing that, I'm going to look over here in the comments. All right. John Landry's interested in the Mini DSP2. That's something that I've just never, um, I've got one in for review, the Mini DSP. Um, it's the 2x4 HD. And so, man, honestly, it looks intimidating. Um, and so I've got a lot to learn on that. So, All right, so I wanted to show you guys this. Um, whoa, what's going on? Lots of stuff. So here's the deal is uh, when Kali Audio sent these LP6s, they also sent this Bluetooth input module. It just kind of reminded me when the with that call, that last call. So this is a Bluetooth input module, but it accepts uh, XLR or it outputs to XLR or TRS, which is a little bit different. And it also, also has its own volume control. So kind of related to that last question, and I think it's just interesting because their idea is like if you're in a studio situation, a lot of times somebody might come in and say, hey, can you play this song? Uh, hold on, let me get something to connect uh, to your phone. Oh, I don't have a headphone jack. Uh, uh, so now there's a way to connect Bluetooth to studio monitors. Pretty cool. I'm going to have to check this out. I haven't hooked it up yet. Anyway. What else we got here? In the, anything in the, in the chat that we need to address? I'm just reading through some of them. Replying. All right. So yeah, phone. The phone line's still open here. If you want to give us a call, that was a cool. That sounded pretty clear. Absolutely, man. What else we you have here? Call any questions, or even just want to call and chat. Give us a call. Uh, I see some stuff. So, oh, you said I have a mini DSP two by four. You oh, you have the HD. Yeah. Mm, I haven't played with the HD. I want to play with that one. I think, can you yeah. upgrade that one to, to Dirac Live? I don't think so. Are you sure? Because I remember there's a few different versions, one with and without. And I'm pretty sure that this uh, 2x4 HD is capable sort of, of you... Dirac. Really? You just have to, you might have to just pay. But it's pretty oh, okay. cool. It has yeah. the shark processors. Oh, we got a call oh, coming in. Interesting. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, this is Rob Weisinger. Hey. I got a call. I am looking at updating some older Sherborne equipment, mm -hmm. and I don't know which way to go. I got a the multiprocessor. I got a PT seventy two, the seventy twenty, okay. a real nice processor, of course, with a seven monoamp. Now everything sounds nice. I'm going into some Elax and Dolus mm -hmm. Vitas. Which Elax? But I'm. Uh, some Dolus Vitas. They're pretty old. They got the the dome top tweeters, all you know, three sixty surround on the, the tweeters. Okay. Really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at something more for the processor side. And I work for like a Fox uh, News agency. We do a lot of production work. Okay. And so I was also watching all your podcasts and your builds. And I was getting into some of those do-it-yourself kits, which really sound great. Which you know, ones in particular? Production, uh, I think they are the Dinas, Dinas. Dinas? Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, those are the ones that I, I helped design. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool, you know, and I, uh, that's what I do. I mean, all day long we're building stuff and putting studios together. But I want to put this in 
and our production area kind of like a slight surprise from what they have. Do you think those would be fairly nice in those areas? The You're talking about the Dinas? Yeah, yeah, not my lack. They can't have those. Uh, in, in the production area, is this like made for, like, do they require like reference? Is it like a reference nah, place or just for really enjoyment? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, as they're doing the news, they cut to the commercial. Next thing you know, it's a disco going on. Oh, it just it? rocks in there. <laughs> you don't get to see it, but it's a fun thing to watch. That's awesome. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I got some guys that just really love their music. Well, I would say for fun, I don't think you can beat uh, the Dinas for their size and the amount of bass they produce. They're definitely Pretty fun. Too, fun. Right? Yeah, you can, you can, if you're handy with uh, building stuff, then the price of the parts is, is, not too expensive so i would say when it comes to fun those are some of the funnest speakers like they're hilarious like the amount of bass coming out of them makes you laugh right um but i I, I wouldn't say they're for reference level you know it's not the most accurate speaker that you can find i'm pretty sure these lp6s are way more accurate and that's why i have them here at my desk because i'm i need accuracy for for editing video and stuff like that so i think for fun, though, I think the Dinas are fun. Would this be a good starting point to kind of realize how to do the build? Uh, to realize what exactly? How to do the build? Yeah, you know, to to take my time and learn it. To, to maybe upgrade to something better. Uh, uh, That'd I'm, be a good starting DIY speaker. Yeah, I think it's good because it gives you an idea of the thought process behind it, why we chose that particular driver, why we use that particular plate amp. You know, we have videos about, you know, about the build process, uh, one, two, three, toyed in myself. And so I think that that's, that's a good place to start is to try to figure out the thought process. So for us, we started with a subwoofer build and then we added a mid range and a tweeter to it because we wanted the, the most bass out of a, pair of bookshelf speakers so depending on what your goal is you know you sometimes you want to do stuff like that where you kind of work backwards does that make sense uh, like are fi- you finding get back to mm-hmm. i'm sorry yeah were you gonna get back to building the flat packs again or you know that's coming back out oh so uh one two three toy actually moved recently and i think i saw something where he said he's offering that and he actually offered the first complete build of some speakers uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, you know, you have, you should follow his channel and, and, you know, you can message him. He's pretty quick at responding. But, uh, the funny okay. thing is the first person to buy the Paris, uh, Dinas was actually right. someone who was, uh, showing the speakers at, um, where was that Rocky Mountain Audio Fest. So we had a bunch of volunteers that were helping us show those speakers in the budget room. And, uh, mm-hmm. one of the volunteers was so impressed. He was the first one to buy a pair. So. That was kind of cool. Now, isn't that kind of cheating? I mean, really? What do you mean? The first. He, put, he got free the first one there. <laughs> well, he cheated. He didn't let anybody else get there. That's that's great news, though. Yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm hoping he, he starts selling a, a lot more of those. Uh, you know, good for him. I think that's awesome. I was just yeah, there to kind really of is. help help uh, with the thought process of building it. And he's the mastermind of making sure that all the parts work together. So... Yeah. 
Hopefully. All right. Well, hey, thank you all for your time. Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling in. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you calling in. I gotta, Have a happy I, new year. I, I got to be at work at four. All right. So, happy new year. All right. You take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Awesome stuff, man. Appreciate that's, the call. That's hey, awesome. Joe, we got a question here from Stanny1. Let me get uh, it. near the bottom there. Let me get over here. So it says, I know Techno Dad has at least two other day jobs. The Michael and Joe exist solely off of YouTube. Uh, question, partially man. true, Good partially question. true, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know ahead. if you want to start off and say what else you do. <laughs> Either way. So uh, Youth Man actually comes from uh, being a youth pastor for 23 years. And then for the past year, um, I ended up resigning from the church that I was serving at and took a position as a communication specialist at a nonprofit. So I was doing graphic design, website design, uh, video editing, photography, social media, all different types of things uh, with a communication team there. It was probably about five of us on that team. And as of this past Friday, um, I resigned from that. And so I'm now doing uh, content creation on YouTube um, full time, as well as pursuing um, my business that I've had since 2004 in graphic design, web design, logo design, and so forth. So as of right now, um, I'm full entrepreneur and um, just doing this full time. So, yeah. Excited, yeah. man. 2020 is going to be rocking. Oh, yeah. That means more videos yeah. for you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Uh, so, so just trying to. So for me, this is my primary source of income, my primary yeah. job. I also have a, a an online website with digital downloads for uh, presets, you know, for Lightroom and for uh, Final Cut Pro, you know, LUTs and stuff like that. So uh, I do make an income off of that sort of stuff. Um, but primarily, I'm I'm just an entrepreneur. So I like to do yeah. different types of businesses. I haven't worked for anybody in like 20 years. So this is not new to me. Um, yeah, I just enjoy trying something new. I always just follow what I'm passionate about, what I'm, what I enjoy, what I think is fun. And uh, I let the money follow, right? Most yeah. of the time, I've been lucky enough where the money does follow, but I'm not chasing the money 100%. Yeah. You know, when I first started this channel, I was making negative money. And then, you know, you start breaking even, and that's great because you're not losing money. And then at a certain point, you start making some money, which is kind of <laughs> cool too, because it helps you continue. You know, it's hard to keep losing money and continue, yeah. right? Uh, I can't yeah. do that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I... I'm able to do this continuously and uh, yeah, it's going well so far and I'm happy. And I just told these guys the other day, we we're always talking and I was just like, we have the coolest job. You know yeah, what I mean? No we doubt. get to review products that we enjoy reviewing. Uh, I like making videos. I like editing and I like talking to you guys and yeah. you know, we make a living doing this. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think Dave Ramsey, uh, he once said, um, figure out what you're passionate at and figure out a way to make money doing it and you'll be successful. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I think so many people chase dollars um, and they make a lot of money, but they don't enjoy what they do. It's a job. Um, yeah, I don't and get there's that. Some people that um, are passionate about something, but they don't make a lot of money, but they're extremely happy. And that's awesome. You know, but if you can figure out a way to make what you're passionate at and make that a living, and figure out a way to sustain your income as a family. I mean, that's that's an incredible joy, you know. And I've I've loved home theater since probably I was 12 years old, back when Dolby Pro Logic came out, 
you know, um, <laughs> as a young guy, probably in my, man, what, how old would I have been? Maybe like 21. I was um, working at Circuit City. You did you know, too? Are you serious? Oh, I, yeah. I didn't oh, know yeah. that because I worked at Circuit yeah. City too, but I was yeah. in the computer department. Yeah. I Where was were you at? Home Audio. I was oh. in Home Audio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Back when the, uh, do you remember <laughs> talking about technology? Um, what was it? The, oh my goodness. It was kind of like the first. All right. So you know how we used to take regular cassette tapes and record to those? Okay. Yeah. You know, like at night you'd get, the, you'd dub. have your fingers on the play and record uh-huh. button. You'd be listening to the radio and be like, click. <laughs> and you know, you're recording. Yeah. What was the format right after that that came out? It was like these little cassette, mini, not mini, mini DVD, mini disc, mini disc. Mini disc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think JVC was the one that came out with that. It had a little CD player on one side and the mini disc recorder, trying to get it in the camera. Yeah, yeah. Mini disc recorder on this side. Yeah. So we had those and the, the, you know, the 200 CD changers and DVD changers. So absolutely. Chana's hey, asking what's the was, call-in number. Yeah. There it is right there. Yeah, you, there you go, Chana. So, I think so, we're going to have a special guest call in, Chana. All right, here Do we you, go. You're on the air. Hey, what's up? This is Ron G. What's up, Michael? What's up, Joe? What's up? Hey, you're, what's going on, man? You're way in the background. Can let me let me, let me turn you up a little bit here. Hang on a second, brother. Go ahead. What, yeah. Who's this? Rob well, E. Rob E. e. Hey, how's it going? I barely hear you. How's it going, dude? Sorry, man. I'm on Bluetooth in my car driving. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, okay. drive safely. We'll do our best. We'll try to repeat you your about, question. Thanks. I asked you about the, the whole, like, base EQ on your mini DSP. And the main reason is, is, like, for the past, like, as long as I can remember, all these movies being released on, like, 4K Blu-ray, the, the audio is just neutered big time compared to the actual, you know, release you see in the actual theater. So I was hoping maybe in the near future they would release something that's kind of like the, they're doing with the whole visual, the whole, like, director's cut. You know what I'm saying? Um, not, not director's cut. Um, it's something like, a, like, like IMAX where they want the colors to be what the director intended mm-hmm. for. I forget the actual, uh, the actual, uh, the, uh, the word yeah i know techno dad touched on it on on the last podcast and um i was hoping that it would be something like that for for audio so honestly you know when these movies come out most people at home have you know sound bars or they just use the built-in speakers and actual tv so you can't have full high dynamic range in your tiny ass little three inch built-in speakers so they obviously have to neuter the, the audio you know what i'm saying yeah you know what i i think i know what you're talking about here is uh even if you have a Blu-ray disc and you have Dolby Atmos set up, it's still made for home, right? It's not the original mix for the movie theater. And I think that's what IMAX Enhance is promising. Now, I do have an IMAX Enhanced uh, capable receiver, and I do have an IMAX Enhanced uh, demo disc. And I can tell you right now, that sounds way different. I was talking to Michael about this the other day. That sounds way different to me than any other Blu-ray disc with Dolby Atmos that I've ever heard. Like, it sounds like like the back speakers and the, the height speakers, like they're actually doing something, right? I feel like there's more low frequencies coming through those speakers when I'm popping in that uh, IMAX enhanced disc versus, you know, any Dolby Atmos disc that I have. So I have Gravity and I have all these ones that you guys have recommended and they sound cool, but I, 
like I think you said it straight up. You said it sounds neutered, right? Oh, and, yeah. and that's how I kind of feel about most of those. And I I thought it was just my system, to be honest. I thought like, hmm, maybe I got to upgrade my speakers. But then when I heard that IMAX enhanced disc, I was like, oh, okay. So they can pump out some some tunes out of those speakers. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah, it was crazy. Michael's got to got to test that out because he's got that mini DSP, and, and with that you can upload base EQ files. So you mm-hmm. go to I think it's on like on ABS forms or, or Audio Pharma. There's a whole okay. like Excel database where they have all these files. Like let's say for Godzilla, King of the Monsters, you can download gotcha. that file, upload it to your mini DSP, and it's gonna boost up your LFD. It's gonna boost up you know everything on, on your mini DSP. Your it'll EQ everything specifically for that movie that was intended in the actual TV. You know? Gotcha. That's so interesting. Cool. I, 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 hey, Michael, what, what pre-pro are you using now? Does that have IMAX on it? The pre, yes. The pre-pro I've got is the AV7705 Marantz. So it does support IMAX yeah, enhanced. So that, I'm pretty sure that's IMAX. Yeah, so that, that's yeah. kind of cool in, in your future movie, one, uh, your future uh, YouTube video, once you dive into mini DSP, if you could compare that, your okay. IMAX, you know, blu-ray compared to uh one that's not imax but with the base eq file loaded on there and see gotcha. if imax is really worth it you know that's mm-hmm. awesome well cool i didn't know about that interesting base eq yeah. well, with the mini time, dsp hey thank you for awesome, your continued man. support i appreciate you hey man have a great night appreciate it cool so um yeah you know it's funny michael that we're talking about imax enhance the other day Right, yeah. And I was just, just saying what, how, how you know, you're. I asked you like, hey, did you notice what I'm noticing? And you're like, no, not really. But mm-hmm. you have a uh, a different version than I have. I have a pre, yeah, I have a pre-release. So before, like, right as IMAX Enhance was just announcing that, um, I was sent an IMAX Enhance disc from IMAX. Um, and so, um, honestly, it just wasn't. I've got a, a video on my channel, and it just wasn't that exciting. Oh, but it's no. a totally different. Should I take this one? Is this from Chana De Silva? Maybe Chana. I, I don't know if I should take this one. Oh, uh, this might be sketchy, guys. Here we go. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. You're on okay. there. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Yeah. Oh, what's up, man? Are you talking from your... Uh, What's going from, on, fellas? Are you talking What's from your uh, SM7B? Because this is the clearest I've ever heard you sound. <laughs> you know it. What's up, bro? Nice. What's up? What are we talking about here? I heard something about Laserdisc, Minidisc. What's, what's <laughs> I, up? What's I don't know. It, what What in the chat have we missed that, that we should talk about? How about that? Oh goodness, let me look here. I'm, at, yeah, I'm asking Chana because Chana's, Chana's in there, isn't he? Yeah. Well, um, um, well, I can't look in the chat and talk, but do you remember those talking points you kind of like sent us over? Yes. Um, yep. yesterday or today? Uh, well, there are two of them. Um, one of the things. Which one is that? Well, the 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 two questions that I asked, like, what's something that you learned recently, and then the second one, like, what's something you're looking forward to in 2020? Yeah. All right. So what what have I learned recently about this audio and hi-fi thing? Yeah. I was thinking about that. Um, and I really, I really like the sound of these Martin Logan electrostatic speakers. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've learned is since I've been with, I've been on the Klipsch train since like, I don't know, it was like 92 or something. Um, sure. 92, 93. 
And I feel like I need to hear more speakers that have different materials. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I want to hear some of these, you know, Focal makes those aluminum magnesium tweeters, you know, beryllium mm-hmm. tweeters, just more. I think that would help me evaluate speakers more if I have more experience with different beryllium. Materials. Yeah, go, you know, do it, man. I think you've been asked, you've been wanting those Focal's for a while and, uh, I think you should do it. Those Focal studio monitors. Oh, those things? Oh, yeah, those things are expensive stuff. That's just right up your alley right there, bro. And another another material (laughs) that you need to try out is, uh, you know, the 802Ds Diamond. The B&Ws, bro. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah, the B&Ws. Well, you know, um, it's funny because, like, you know, Klipsch is, or or Corey is sending me some really, really big Klipsch speakers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, they'll get here this week. Otherwise, they're just going to be sitting around because I'll be at CES. Right. Uh, and I think they're the Cornwall 4s or something like that. Okay. And um, they're pretty They're pretty large. They're not like your Lascala's mic, but they're still pretty large. I think. Absolutely. You have, you're um, talking about the Cornwalls? Cornwalls, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are they're pretty big. I've heard one set of Cornwalls. I think it was the Cornwall 2s probably about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago in somebody's home. They're pretty pretty beefy. Got a lot of bottom end. A lot of guys will combine a La Scala because La Scala has the top end of the Klipsch horn, so it has uh-huh. the same tweeter in the mid range. But the bottom end, honestly, it just sucks. It just there's not a. I say it sucks. It doesn't have a lot of slam. Um, the bass that right, it not does enough reproduce, impact for you. Yeah, the bass that it does reproduce is very clean and low distortion. There's just not a ton of it, so you definitely need a good subwoofer. So some people will kind of make a hybrid out of a La Scala and a Cornwall, and they call it a Corn Scala. And so it's kind of like a, a mix. Corn they Scala? The they do. What? Yeah, Google, yeah, Google it. It's called a Corn Scala. So they basically take the, the horn and the tweeter, or the mid-range and the tweeter from the La Scala, combine it with the base of the um, Cornwall, and just Cornwall. killer combination. But yeah. I think you need to check out some of the Salk audio, man. I heard those one time. They were sweet. Oh, yeah. I've talked to that guy. Which one? Yeah. They're beautiful. Salk, S-A-L-K. Absolutely gorgeous speakers. Oh, they've got got some beautiful, like, wood. I don't even know if it's wood veneer or if it's just real wood, but it's, they're gorgeous. Uh Absolutely gorgeous. Well, you know, what what I'm experiencing with these, um, you know, who's that other joker that's on with us all the time? What is his name? Don? (laughs) Is it Don? Ron, I think it's Ron. Um, I think it's Ron. Ron. Pretty sure, yeah. Ron. Clown? Ron, right. New record day. Yeah. Right, that's right. That guy keeps talking about downstage and how speakers disappear. And, like, that's that's kind of what I'm experiencing with these Martin Logans. And I think yeah. the other part about it is, like, it's not a big, big box. Yeah. Right? It just it doesn't look like a speaker. I mean, I have the RF7-3s, and those things are, like, pretty beefy like you know even the yeah. depth of the box like you can tell there's their speakers and they, mm-hmm. they take up room in the in the in the room you know they take up space um but these uh martin logans they kind of don't and and they just disappear like we've been watching we've been uh uh my wife and i've been uh binge watching that marvelous mrs mavel or whatever mazel okay. um 
on Prime Video. Great show. And, like, I don't see speakers at all. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. even notice. You know, we get yeah. all the dialogue. We get all the music. Sure. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of interesting. You know, I didn't think it they'd have that kind of effect, or I just you know they just blend into the background. And I mean, they, they look cool, and they're just they're just not a big ass box. Maybe maybe you, know you gotta I mean? try some um some open open baffle speaking speakers that like Ron's always talking about, right? Yeah, you open know, baffle. Uh, maybe you'll like something even, like that. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I, and like, you know, I had that demo of the Wisdom Audio, which were like a planer or planner. I don't know how you uh-huh. have the planer, maybe. Yeah. Those magnetic drivers, which is just a plan, panel. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested into, into checking out like a lot more, you know, just different types of materials and like speaker design stuff just, yeah. to, just to check it out what's out there because i might like something more than what i've been using for the last 20 years for sure hey you never know you never before you go before you run here's a question from jerry and i think you're the best to answer this um he asked how do you feel about the visual war between dolby vision and hdr 10 plus will we always have two versions or do you think one will win over the other i think you've made videos about this sort of stuff but go ahead and like answer that one real quick okay so i think um you know, I, I think a lot of these uh, TV manufacturers are really, really arrogant. And they are, a lot of them are full of themselves. Mm. Panasonic, for instance, won't do Dolby Vision because they believe they can do better color than Dolby. Right. Is it that um, or a licensing, licensing a fee thing? No, no, no. Because like the OLED, Panasonic makes OLEDs, but they don't sell them here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Canada, Europe, whatever. UK, um, and they support HDR and HDR, uh, sorry, HDR10 and HDR10 Plus. LG won't support HDR10 Plus, but they support HDR10, Dolby Vision, and Technicolor, along with HLG, which is like a broadcast HDR, which most TVs can do. Uh, and then Samsung will only do HDR10, HDR10 Plus, and HLG. So, like, they are all kind of like, well, no, we can do it better. Oh, no, I, we, we can do it better than you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, all, it's just yeah. like, it's like, you know, it's like a you know who's got the bigger dick kind of situation. Yeah. Like, they can all do it better than the yeah. other one. So, kind of like, I, I find it annoying because as a consumer, yeah. like, if there's content out there that I want to watch, that in one of these formats, I want to make sure I have it. Okay, so yeah, make a right. prediction. Which one's going to win? HD DVD I or Blu-ray? I... No, just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh man, I, I would say if I had to give pick one, it would be Dolby Vision because it's just it's just so out there and everybody yeah. knows about it. Yeah. Like even just people that have random like Apple TV 4Ks and they don't really care about this stuff, sure. they have it. It may it's you know, it's the coolest it. name too, right? Okay, Chana. So I got a question yeah. regarding that. How come we don't? All right. So see, you guys are like going, "Oh man, this Dolby Vision and this HDR10," and um, I've yet to really experience Dolby Vision because you know my right. projector. I've got the Epson forty UB. Are there even any mm-hmm. projectors out there that are even remotely affordable that are supporting Dolby Vision? And if they actually, why aren't they? even the most expensive. Even the most expensive uh, projectors that are like twenty thousand dollars aren't mm-hmm. doing any Dolby Vision. They don't have it. all HDR10. So, why is that? Yeah, so I, I would think that there's 
um, maybe the implementation of a dynamic metadata for HDR mm-hmm. content is just okay. too difficult gotcha. right now with projectors or mm-hmm. probably way too expensive uh, to do so. Yeah. Um, may, you know, I would think that maybe Barco would start okay. doing it first. And yeah. those are like Real forty to $50,000 yeah. projectors. Really, yeah, really super high end, and and then it'll like trickle down. But for the most part, I don't, I don't see any kind of um, dynamic metadata HDR going into projectors anytime soon, especially the, you know what, anything you know into like think, three to five thousand dollar range. You know what I think would help propel that is when Technodad gets a projector in his setup. I think they'd be like, yeah. guys, we, we've got to make this happen. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, you guys are great. <laughs> hey, you know, if, if I do get, uh, I do like that new uh, JVC laser 4K HDR10 projector. Um, yeah. And I, you know, if it does happen, then, you know, I'll definitely do a, you know, a comparison video about the two situations. So cool, definitely man. on my radar. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll cool, see man. what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, hey, we'll, know. we'll talk to you in about year, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah. Like like usual. Yeah, yeah we'll, talk, right, we'll talk later. All right. For sure. Hey, thanks for calling in. You guys Drive have a great later. stream. All right, yeah, take talk care. Talk to you later. All right, bye. Peace, everyone. Oh, I always have to cut somebody off. Well, cool. Exactly. Might, as well, might as well be Chana. We're we're about an hour in here, so yeah. let's, let me just, I feel like we've been ignoring some of the chat. Yeah, let's jump it's just over going here. way too crazy here, and we're trying to reach everybody, but, uh, uh, Boom. James JVC. says they may have dynamic metadata, but they JVC JVC still doesn't support the Dolby Vision. And I just find it interesting that, you know, that we kind of as, you know, the guys that have dedicated theater rooms, seems like we kind of get um shafted. Not shafted, but you know what I mean? It's like, man, you know, I want to enjoy that Dolby Vision that everybody's been talking about, but at least right now we don't have that option. You know what I think it is also, Michael, is you know, I'm a projector person too. Yeah. And I think it's that our projectors don't really have the capability, you know, the nits, the brightness mm-hmm. and the contrast ratios to be able to to show all of that. So a lot of times I think they have to apply a lot of that tone mapping to make sure that it looks at least normal mm-hmm. on our uh projectors. But I yeah. think the limitations really the projector and the brightness and the contrast ratios. I, I think I might but be you would wrong. Think that like the the really high kind of like Chana was saying those really high end projectors. Why can't they in, include that for them? You know these guys that have you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to drop in a dedicated theater room. Hook them up. You know. I'm wondering if then, if those super bright Barco projectors though still have the enough uh, like you know the black levels are are low yeah. enough because when you're hitting know. light on something. <clears throat> You know that light's gonna want to scatter, right? Yeah. It's not the same as, uh, you know, an OLED. But what do I know? have you have you played around with uh, HDR on your projector? Like, what I do you have think a about little it? Little bit, yeah. Interestingly enough, I had a guy come over and and we were kind of going through some of the settings in it and and um, we're playing with it and it's still not like amazing. I think there's still a difference with HDR and HDR10 on a projector versus like an OLED. Um, it's not quite the same. I mean, you guys that have these great TVs, um, colors on that are stinking amazing. Um, and not to say that the projectors, they don't have a great picture, but it's still not the level. Um, but for me, I would much rather have that huge immersive experience 
you know, from a 150 inch uh, screen over um, a higher picture quality on even a 85 or 75 inch, you know, TV. Yes. Okay. So what, what did you watch and what did you notice was the difference when you were watching in HDR? Oh gosh, this has been a while back. It's probably been, I don't know, eight months ago. Okay. I don't even remember what we were trying to remember. What was that? Because I've been playing around with it because my, uh, the new AVR that they sent over to me does have HDR support, even though my uh, projectors had HDR. It was working when I had the Maranson, but then I sent that one back. Um, So finally I get to watch HDR content. So I was playing around watching different things, you know, Mandalorian's not officially HDR, so that doesn't really count, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, been messing around with different movies to see what I've noticed. And it's just, for me, richer colors, yeah. right? Like, especially the reddish, orange-looking colors, they just really pop out. Mm-hmm. And uh, on some movies, it actually looks worse. Like, my wife yeah. was watching Noel, that Disney Plus uh, exclusive Christmas movie, mm-hmm. and it looked really fake. Yeah. Like, that looks worse. Like, I'd like over, turn that color like down. Over, oversaturated. Yeah. So I wasn't yeah. sure if that was a, a tone mapping issue or if it was just the movie. I have a feeling yeah. it's just a movie. But uh, how about this? Is your phone uh, OLED? I'm just wondering, like... Phone? Nah, man, I'm rocking an old school um, iPhone 8. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think the 10 is when they started doing OLED. But yeah, yeah I think you can get an idea what the black levels look like if you have an OLED you know, TV, right. a phone... Uh, you know, most phones are OLED. So I think if you have any of those things, you kind of get an idea of what it's like to have, you know, good black levels on there. Sure. What other questions do we have here? Uh, let's look here. I was looking at that one. Maybe I'll choose Zoe Vision content. I don't... So HDR Plus, is that uh, hmm. dynamic metadata? I don't know. We need Chan up in here to answer these questions. Yeah, he, he definitely is expert on, on the different formats on TVs. Any other questions here? Because uh, if not, we're going to wrap up pretty pretty quickly here. All right, so it's like James says, does the Panasonic UB820 HDR optimizer, is it as good as a DV? Uh, where is that? This one here. Yeah. Have you messed with that? I haven't. So I've only got the, um, I've only really had one um, UHD player, and that's the Pioneer Okay. Um, LX five hundred. I'm always I'm always curious about those optimizers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the old Oppos used to have something. I forgot what the name was. I'm sure you guys, those Oppo owners, know what I'm talking about. But it was a some kind of like video optimizer, and like built into the the Oppo. Yeah, and a lot of people mm-hmm. claim like, hey, this looks a lot better. And actually, the new Nvidia Shield TV. Uh, NVIDIA Shield, the 2019 version, mm-hmm. has an AI optimizer. So they're supposedly using artificial intelligence to know what, gotcha. what's on the screen and to enhance right. certain things on there. I thought that might be interesting. Um, it's kind of like an upscaler, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I'm always curious if those are damaging the, the image quality. Yeah. And the best thing to do is just try it. You know, try it, see what it looks like, and then let your eyes be... The determining factor whether or not you know it works yeah here we go james says hdr plus is dynamic hdr's metadata dynamic metadata metadata is hdr 10 plus and dv thanks for the great content this year thank you and patogo for always being in here it, thank you for your support looking good by the way in your profile photo <laughs> hairs on point too 
Panasonic players nice. have HDR optimizer. Gotcha. Well, so maybe that's something kind of um, proprietary to them. Maybe. You think? Or, or do other ones have it as well? You mentioned the Oppo has them. Or you had them. Yeah, I forgot what that one was called. I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody in here is going to be like, it's this. I'm Anybody know? Let me see. I'm, I'm sure Oppo, a quick Google search will do it. Uh, I got to figure it out. It's, I'm one of those right. guys who's it's like, gonna, it's going to bug you all night. Optimizer. He won't be able to go to sleep until he figures out what the Oppo is. It's probably super old. Let's see. Uh, let's if anybody see if guys, knows, drop it down in the chat. If somebody finds it, it before me here, Oppo. First one to find it, Joe will give them a set of Micah speakers. <laughs> I don't know if I have any Micah speakers to send out. <laughs> Something, I'm just kidding. Um, Come on. Hey, Patrick, appreciate the compliment, sir. Uh, really enjoy it. I don't know. With you guys. I guess uh, Techno Dad will have to tell me later on what it is. But, uh, dang. Anyway. Anyway. Good stuff, man. Anyway, yeah, I think that's it for today. We've yeah. answered some We're questions here. Hour, we got an hour and 12 minutes. Yeah, we got, we got, got a couple phone calls, calls tonight. Hopefully, our audio is decent on this one. We're still trying yeah, to figure that out. Earlier, the audio sounds really good tonight. So, all right. It's kind of interesting on our end, guys. We can't, like, we hear each other. And it sounds balanced to us, but we can't hear what you're hearing. And so definitely if, you know, if we're ever kind of, you know, unbalanced or somebody's just way, way, way too loud, definitely let us know because we've yet to figure out a system that kind of lets us know internally, you know, how we can level match that for you guys and, you know, get the quality, you know, the best that we can for you guys. Yeah. Well, cool. I think that's that's it. Absolutely, Everybody have a, a happy new year. Happy new year, man. And uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. 2020 is going to be awesome, man. Hope you guys have an incredible week, an incredible new year with your family, with your friends. And uh, it's going to be bad, man. It's going to be rocking. Yeah. Happy new look year. For, look for exciting stuff on Joe and Tell's channel. Shana <laughs> D, the Techno Dad, Youth Man, and New Record Day. Yeah. I'm going to leave a link in the, in the description to all the, everybody's channel. So... There you go. All right, guys. Hold on, Joe. Thanks Ta so much. Have a great night, sir. Guys, y'all be blessed. Take care. Bye-bye. All right.